Jacqueline and I'm Sahda. Welcome, Welcome back, back to another episode of Bcast, a podcast of Bindu School Bekasi Student Council where you can rest, relax, and, and enjoy, enjoy with the, the best content, content that you'll ever have. For today's live and fiction session, I will be reading a story entitled To Alack with Love. Enjoy! The painful warble of air, great sirens, pierced the chilling night. Anna threw the covers off and stumbled toward Alexander's bedroom. She dared not turn on the lights. Oleg! Oleg! Mama, gather your backpack, they're coming! The fort attacked this week, their routine memorized. They reached the shelter, an abandoned subway station within minutes. Two weeks before, her husband, Fadei, had urged and pleaded with her to go with Olak to her sister in Krakow, but Anna would have nothing of it. This is our home. I will not let them force us from our home. Now, as the evacuees crowded the entrance to the shelter, she questioned the wisdom of her decision. Her throat tightened. The memory of Fadei's departure, a kaleidoscope of pain and worry, the patience of his kisses, the tears striking his face, and how he clutched Olak to his chest before he left to join the defense forces. The thumb of bombs shook the ground, distant flashes lighting up the midnight sky. She gripped Oleg's hand. More explosions. Closer. Louder. The line pushed forward. Children crying. A woman, her cane knocked from her hand, tumbled to the ground. The perpetrator apologized previously while lifting her to her feet. He took her by the arm and helped her through the door. A shelter worker, a cashier at a local market, assured everyone there was enough room but to stay calm and help each other. Two enormous explosions demolished buildings in the next block, the shock waves driving everyone to the ground. A scream. An elderly man dragged a limb body into the shelter. A tidal wave of terror strike and FAQs carried Anna and Oleg through the door and down to the station platform. Anna, Oleg grasping her hand, whiffed through crowd until she found a wedge of concrete at the far end of the platform. She pulled a wedge of cardboard from the tracks for her and Oleg to seat. No heat. Despite the crash of bodies, the air was as frigid as the outside. Sit, Oleg. It will be over soon. Then we can go home and sleep. She wrapped him inside her coat to quell his shaking, his hands like dead fish. I can't sleep, Mama. Not since Papa left. She pressed her lips together and rolled away her sadness. I know, baby. I know. He's fighting for us. When we are victorious, he will come home. A sob hung in her throat. Soon, baby. Soon. The earth heaved. The smell of terror choked the air. Dust fell from the ceiling. Chips of concrete raining on the huddled avocus. Mama, Oleg cried, make it stop. He buried his face in her coat, pressing his hands to his ears. Please, Mama, make it stop. Anna shielded Oleg between her body and the wall. I can't make it stop, baby. I can only pray. Be brave, Oleg. We are safe here. She turned her head to hide the fear in her eyes. The first light of dawn feathered the eastern sky when Anna and Oleg ventured above ground. Soon, they stood before the smoldering remnants of their apartment building, a similar fate to many buildings. Anna's heart crushed, fell into her stomach. Mama, I'm hungry. 
She cursed Oleg's young face, stealing herself against the despair tearing her insides, and smiled at his upturned eyes. We will stay in the shelter. We will find food there. She doubted her own words, but refused to let her son see it. But it is so cold. I don't like it down there. It will do for now. She gathered cardboard from the empty platform, anything to insulate them from the cold. They sat. Sleep, Oleg. Try to sleep, my boy. In a thin voice, he asked. Mama, where is Papa? I don't know. He is fighting. Her lids brim with tears. For us, for our country. He will come home soon and hug you, sing to you, take you for walks again. She brushed aside his thick dark curls. Go to sleep. Dream about his return. Dream about what you will do when you see him. I can't sleep, Mama. I see soldiers and dead people when I close my eyes and hear the bombs. It hurts when I try to dream. Anna drew him closer. The pain behind his words lacerated her heart. Oleg, you are a brave boy. My brave boy. Your father and I are proud of you. You are strong. She kissed him on the cheek. Go to sleep. Please try. Dream pleasant dreams of when we were all together. You must try. He laid his head on her lap, her fingers softly massaging his temples and closed his eyes. But then his neck stiffened, his eyes opened, darting back and forth. He tossed and rolled but never closed his eyes. What have they done to you, my baby? What have they done to all of us? By the third week, the subway station had become a home for the displaced of the city. Wives and mothers, their husbands shoring up the city's defenses, the elderly, and the children. Always the children. The collateral damage, their injuries relegated to the tender tissue of their minds, mental bruising visible only in the reddened orbs of their sunken eyes. Artem, the baker's son, visited each day carrying loaves of bread and words of encouragement to these subterranean dwellers. He stopped at every cluster, including those filling the abandoned rain cars. He sat with Anna and Oleg. Anna, how are you today? He flashed a bright smile. Have you heard from Fade? I am fine. No, I have heard nothing from Fade. Her eyes lusterless, she gave his leg a gentle pat and returned his smile. Thank you for asking. She pushed the love he offered away. We still have bread from your last visit. Surely someone else is in need. We must share. We have plenty. The roof of the bakery is gone. But we still bake 300 loves a day and give them away. Anabash pride filled his voice. It is our part to fight back. They will not break us. Oleg's head rested in her lap, his eyes fixed somewhere in darkness across the tracks. Unblinking, her smile sagged. How is Oleg? Artem asked, mirroring her worry. Anna's lips quivered, a tear tracked through the suit on her cheek. Why don't you let me sit with him for a moment? You should walk, if only to the other end of the platform. Go to the bedroom, please. He brushed aside her attempts to dismiss his favor and pulled the boy close, whispering soft words and singing. I promise to not be long, Artem. I don't want your father worrying about you. He winked. Do not hurry. This is what I do. Anna shuffled to the other end of the platform and stared into the empty tunnel beyond. How will 
all this end. I miss you, Fade. Where will we go? Turning, she glanced towards the station-only bathroom. I must not make Artem stay any longer. He has other stops. A line has quit up outside the bathroom door. A man missing an arm sat a bucket outside the door. He apologized to those waiting, retrieving a mop and broom. I can wait. The distant wail of air raid sirens wafted through the tunnel. Faces, pinned with looks of terror, glanced uneasily toward the foreboding hall. Aircraft seemed overhead. Olek! Olek! A concussive blast rocked the subway station, sending ear-splitting shock waves through the tunnels. Anna fell to the tracks and covered her head with her hands. Part of the roof collapsed. Shout of horror. Agish evacuates rushed to attend to the injured. Help me, my boy! Anna cried. Hands reached down and swiftly lifted her up. She stumbled over bundles of belongings through the chaos, pushing aside gawkers until someone grabbed her arm. Until some hands reached down and swiftly lifted her up. She stumbled over bundles of belongings through the chaos, pushing aside gawkers until someone grabbed her arm. She jerked it free, then froze. Among the detritus of the crumbled ceiling, a loaf of bread and a child's backpack. Her legs buckled. Pain burst from her lungs. She shrieked, "Why? Why am I Oleg?" Waves of grief pulsed through her body. Galina, a neighbor from her apartment, pushed through the throng and wrapped her arms around the sobbing Anna. Oh, Anna, I. Anna stared at her, then buried her face in Galina's shoulder. I'm so sorry, Anna. A dozen men carried deep, deep into the subway tunnel and carefully laid them next to the tracks while a silent prayer searched among the mourners for the repose of their souls. And for the force fighting the invasion, the elderly, the mothers, the children, and that our nation, our country, would weather these unspeakable horrors and live once more. Anna stared at her son's lifeless body as Galina wrapped an arm around her shoulder, drawing her close. But then a sudden change came over Anna. Her back stiffened. The pain in her eyes melted into seething anger. The muscles in her jaw throbbed. She took a piece of concrete lying beside the track, a shard of metal protruding from the aggregate, and ripped a rich gash in flesh. Galena slapped the coffee from Anna's hand, ripping her forearm. She compressed the laceration and frowned, but Anna's anger had hardened into cold deviance. I never want to forget the pain of losing my Alec, she said in a menacing tone. I want this to remind me of that pain and the revenge I would take on the bastards that murdered him. Bandage, Anna left the shelter and never returned. Galena heard from the others that she worked in a battered warehouse near the river, sorting humanitarian supplies and blending Molotov cocktails. End of story! Now, let's listen to the week's recap brought by Jacqueline in the next studio. Thank you, Sahda. The first news is the entertainment news. Server down. Fans willing to pay more for Justin Bieber concert tickets. Jakarta. Ticket sales for Justin Bieber's concert in Indonesia have started today, Tuesday, March 29 at 10 WIB. With two sales systems, fans flock to buy tickets for this day's singer. However, sales do not always run smoothly. Only two hours had passed. Fans began to complain about the difficulty of buying the idol's ticket. Justin Bieber's official website in Jakarta and the Blibli website have also been down for a long time. One of the promoters, PK Entertainment, 
also asked the public to be patient waiting for this site to return. We experienced technical problems due to the overcrowded page visits. Please be patient. We will fix this problem. PK Entertainment wrote on Instagram. In addition, fans also complained that the ticketing party did not anticipate the enthusiasm of Pat. Did not anticipate the enthusiasm of fans who wanted to buy Justin Bieber tickets. How can CAT5 sell out in 25 minutes even the bleebly site always crashes? Wrote one fan. Indonesia is all clear. Concert tickets are all like this. Even though on the official website at 10, they are told to war again at 8. But the VIP one is sold out. Common sense. Everything is full of games, said another. According to VOI's monitoring, currently all seating for Justin Bieber's concerts have been fully booked. The ticket can be available if the buyer cannot pay within the specified time. On the other hand, not a few netizens who got tickets sold them on Twitter at the price of a deposit service. Fans are now starting to swarm ticket sellers on social media and are willing to pay more. Justin Bieber will visit Indonesia during the Justice World Tour on November 3, 2022. He returned after 10 years ago visiting Jakarta for the Mar World World Tour. The next news is the education news. Appointed spokesperson for Indonesia's G20 presidency, Maudi Ayunda, it didn't take long to agree. Actress and singer Ayunda Faza Maudia, or familiarly called Maudi Ayunda, said that it did not take long for her to accept the government's offer to become spokesperson for the G20 presidency. He really wants to play a role in this once-in-20-year moment. It didn't take long for me to agree to be part of the government's spokesperson team for the G20 presidency. I really want to be involved in this historic moment," Maudi said in the Presidential Secretariat's YouTube show Thursday, March 32. This momentum only exists once every 20 years. If we're not involved now, when will it be?" she added. Maudi then invited all parties to make the G20 presidency a success. She said this moment would be beneficial for Indonesia, especially in the economic sector, because thousands of delegates from G20 members' countries would attend. Not only that, Maudi invited the public to be proud of the implementation of this international event. Moreover, Indonesia has the opportunity to lead the discussion of scenarios to save the world from the crisis caused by the pandemic. Furthermore, Maudi said that the G20 with the theme, Recover Together, Recover Stronger, has three major issues, namely strengthening the global health architecture, digital information, and economic transition. All of these issues, she said, would be discussed in depth in all sectors. Thus, the support of all parties without exception is needed. The success of Indonesia's G20 will be a proud historical record, she stressed. The concrete results from the discussion of the three party issues will bring out changes in our lives for the better, said Maudi. As previously reported, the Minister of Communication and Information, Johnny G. Plaid, said that Maudi was chosen as a spokesman because she is a millennial public figure. It is hoped that young people will become interested in the issues brought up in the activities of the G20 presidency. In order to support the implementation of public communications for the G20 Indonesia presidency, I would like to take this opportunity to introduce Maudi Ayunda as the government spokesperson for the G20 Indonesia presidency, Johnny said on the presidential secretariat's YouTube show Thursday, March 31. Johnny said Maudi is a graduate of the University of Oxford and Stanford University. In addition, she is also fluent in foreign languages, so that it is hoped that her duties as a spokesperson 
will be easier. Maudi Ayunda will also be tasked with conveying information related to the implementation of the G20 Indonesia Summit, which will be attended by leaders of G20 countries. In addition, she will also prepare the progress of working group meetings to the G20 Presidency side event, so that the Indonesian people and the world community, so that the Indonesian people and the world community can follow the development and substance of the Indonesian G20 Presidency, said Johnny. The next news will be a sports news. Not playing, France Chilogon FC brings Brazilian legend Ronaldinho. A big surprise was made by a newcomer to Liga 1, France Chilogon FC on Tuesday, March 29 afternoon. Not kidding, Rafael Mas Club officially announced the arrival of Brazilian football legend Ronaldinho. In the last upload on the France Chilogon FC Instagram account, a short video containing footage of Ronaldinho was shared in the Brazilian national team uniform. Accompanying the upload, the club also did not forget to write a welcome greeting. Welcome, Ronaldinho. We learned from the best. Can't wait, wrote Ranschilagon SC. Before the upload was shared, Rafi Ahmad and the club's ranks also held a club year celebration event with the theme, The Extraordinary Story of Rans, in the Pluit area, North Jakarta. On the occasion, which was also attended by Minister of Youth and Sports, Zainuddin Amali and head of PSSI, Muhammad Iriawan, Prince Chilogon FC openly announced the presence of Ronaldinho. Present at the event, Manpora in his speech said that Rans Chilogon FC's breakthrough, which brought in Ronaldinho, was hoped to continue to inspire the spirit of sports, especially football, for young people in the country. So, Ronaldinho came seriously. Well, this will rouse the passion of football in the country, especially young people who are now passionate about football. And our football is getting better day by day, Amali said in a speech quoted from Rans Entertainment's YouTube broadcast. Rans Chilogon FC managed to qualify for Liga 1 2022-2023 after being run-up in Liga 2 season 2021-2022. The prestige Phoenix is not alone because next season there will also be, despite announcing Ronaldinho's presence ahead of their leave in Liga 1 next season, Franz Chilogon FC will not actually sign the legend of the Samba team to play in Indonesia's highest case competition. Reportedly, Rafi Ahmad, as the owner of Franz Chilogon FC, only invited Ronaldinho to appear in the trophy match and also the moment of launching the latest jersey for the Prestige Phoenix. And last news but definitely not the least is economy news. Ahok agrees that Pertamak prices must increase, but don't get too 16,000 rupiah, so it's not too burdening for the community. Peta Pertamina Persero President Commissioner Basuki Cahaya Purnama alias Ahok agreed that the price of Pertamak fuel oil BBM would increase. However, the price did not reach the current economic price, which is at the level of 16,000 rupiah. It doesn't cost up to 16,000 rupiah, so that the people won't feel too heavy, he said when conducted by VOI Thursday, March 31. Ahok also said that the price of Pertamax or RON92 fuel sold by Pertamina would be much cheaper than private gas stations because Pertamina must be present as a provider of fuel for the community. This means that the possibility of private gas stations may rise higher. Pertamina must be the provider even though it is still losing. Because from upstream, there is also an additional advantage with the increase in the ICP, Indonesian Crude Price Price. Although, 
it cannot cover sale losses, he said. The ideal price of Pertamax is Rp13,000. Contacted separately, Energy Observer Mamet Setiawan reminded the government in this case, PT Pertamina, not to increase the price of Pertamax fuel oil, BBM, not touching the psychological level of consumers. According to Mamet, the ideal price of this type of fuel is sold at a price level of Rp13,000. In my opinion, don't let the price touch the psychological level of Pertamax users. So, in the sense that if it hits the level of Rp15,000, it is already quite high. So I propose ideally at the level of Rp12,500 to Rp13,000, he said. According to Mamet, if Pertamax increases the price following the economic price, which is at the level of Rp16,000, it will actually make Pertamax consumers switch to subsidized fuel oil, in this case, Pertalite. Meanwhile, as a subsidized fuel product, there is a quota set by the government. Pedalite has now become a JBKP, type of special assignment fuel, where a quota has been given later. Later, it will be a troublesome again if it is over a quota. So I think, ideally we play at 12,000 rupiah to 13,000 rupiah does not reach the economic level of 15,000 rupiah to 16,000 rupiah, he said. Mamet said that although there was a still a price difference of 1,000 rupiah that had to be borne by Pertamina, at least the increase in the price of Pertamax to the level of 13,000 rupiah had reduced Pertamina's burden. It is necessary to increase the price of Pertamax. Pertamina has no profit, they lose, there is still a difference of 2,000 rupiah. But at least, they have reduced the burden of their losses, he explained. Alright, that's all for the news recap for today. Back to you, Sahda! for the news so guys let us move on so today we will tell you guys about the tips and tricks on how to ask parents for a hangout so jack do you have any difficulties or problems asking permission from your parents for you to hang out with your friends um for me Sahda, maybe sometimes i won't say all the time but probably you know at some occasions probably when the you know the event is pretty close and near like Hamin satu, you know, uh, and all that. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty difficult to negotiate. But if it's like, for me, yeah, based on my personal experience, if I ask like way before the event or way before the hangout date, I think it would be okay. What about you, Sahda? You know what? I understand because sometimes I I, I tend to think that my parents to be over overprotective. Uh, I, know, I mean, it doesn't sound as bad as it is, but... Uh, same as you, I also need a perfect strategy to let my parents grant their permission for me to hang out with my friends Because you know, I think it's bad to ask their permission like coming satu I mean, uh, it's too mendadak So you know, sometimes you really need a perfect strategy uh, Because trick parents are horrifying Okay, <laughs> enough yeah. for the chit chat <laughs> Let's jump to the tips and tricks. So Jack, can you share your tips and tricks with us? Sure, Sahda. So basically, as what Sahda mentioned earlier, sometimes we need kind of like a perfect strategy to negotiate, to ask, to communicate it to our parents. And actually, we have some tips and tricks for you guys. So actually, for me, the tip is always to, you know, keep your promises because 
um, in that way, you're going to build trust with your parents. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I can give an example, okay? Uh, maybe like this. When you said that you're going to be home at 6 o'clock curfew, then be home at 6 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're, if you already keep, if you already set the date, set the time, set the people, always make sure to always keep your promises. Like, who, who are you going with? You have to be very genuine and very honest about it. What do you think, Sahda? I think that's a very helpful helpful tips and tricks because right you must be honest guys to your parents so that you can grant their trust and it will be easier for you to grant your permission when you ask uh, your parents permission uh, to hang out with your friends so i think that is a very helpful tips and trick jack um, for me i think um, when you want uh, to ask permission to your parent just make sure your parents are in a good mood because um, don't ask their permission if they are tired or stressed and i think um, a good time to ask would be when you help them do the house course or after you have finished your homework just be a good uh, son or a good daughter first then uh, just make sure you choose the right time to discuss your hangout plans with your parents and last but not least mm, I believe winning your parents' permission is to be detailed. You should give them detailed and honest information regarding your hangout plans. You can tell them about uh, who your friends are that uh, you hang out with, um, where you and your friends will be heading to, etc. Then your parents will think that the hangout plans are well planned enough and they can grant their permission to you. For example, I want to hang out with Jacqueline to the Trans Studio Mall. So I, so I, so I, uh, I told my parents that I want to go to ja- I go I want to go with Jacqueline to the studio mall at 6 p.m. and I will be at home around 8 p.m. and I must be uh, at home at 8 p.m. so just be honest and be detailed and I think you'll be succeed to win your parents permission when you want to hang out with your friends so all right that will be our last tip for today's survival 101 you have anything to add before we close today's podcast episode Jack? I totally agree with every tip uh, Sahada, every tips Sahada has mentioned before have mentioned before because like by that guys if you actually build your parents trust our parents trust uh, it's going to be in a continuous form for example if you keep your promises as what i suggested before or when you're very honest and truthful and detailed about it as what sahada mentioned before as well as you know kind kind of like knowing the situation whether your parents is in a good mood or not it will definitely help you increase the chance of you going out moreover sometimes when the parents already trust us at, at the future for future occasions they're going to let us go more easier right Sahda? yes jack totally agree yes so i think that's pretty much all for today we really hope you enjoy the life and fiction as well as uh, be informative and aware and uh, educated about the latest news coming up from this week so yeah i think that's all for today yes and Guys, just enjoy your the rest of your term break. Please uh, rest and also uh, do the things that you love. And stay tuned for another fantastic yes. episode. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs>